<laughs> now we're recording. So we just had a really thrilling conversation. Kick <laughs> off February. We'll get back to that. Um, back. All right. So we'll start with some follow ups. Hi, everyone. Thanks for Hi. coming back to Overserved. We never do an intro. I'm Molly. <laughs> and I'm Heather. We might sound the same when you're listening to our voices. I don't know. Um, I actually haven't even listened to the one from last week yet. Are you or are you just saying that because we're both women? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you sometimes I listen to podcasts and like if I haven't seen photos of the people, they just kind of sound the same to me. Yeah, I also like can never if I don't and if I don't at the very beginning of when I start listening to podcasts like put a face to a name, like I will never get it. Right. Right. Like, or like when you've read blogs for a really long time and then you hear that person speak, you're like whoa no 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 that's not how I heard your voice in my head yeah totally I um had like a, I feel like I had a confusing example of that recently but I'm not gonna be able to put my finger on it but yes all true <laughs> you can look up what either of us look like on the internet and it's not that hard. actually you know what I think in some photos I've been told that we look similar as well so I know I have been, I've been told that as well. That's, like, I haven't I that do, one. But that one photo that I posted after the marathon, Cal was like, you guys look like sisters in that picture. Um, <laughs> like, I know. It's fine. Like, exactly. I'm much younger. Um, um, are you, so you showered after your run, you're dressed, you look like you're going somewhere. I am. I'm going to a dinner um, to like Caitlin's farewell dinner to San Francisco. I'm sorry, what? Our friend Caitlin. She's is, leaving the city? Well, Christy's gonna move Christy's engaged. She's like going to move I in. No, I know. So when I was there in December, she had like a few thoughts on things that she might do at the end of January. And Jesus, I talked to her on Slack like three times a week. Where was this information? I think she's in like a little bit of the old denial about it up until like maybe two days ago. <laughs> um yeah, so she is moving temporarily, or at least like at least temporarily, to the East Bay with her co- in with her cousin. Okay. Um, into a house that's like owned by their mutual grandmother that the cousin and her husband live in, but they've got extra yeah. rooms, and so Caitlin's moving there. Um, but you know, hi Caitlin, if you're listening. But yes, uh, she's leaving the city hey. this weekend, and I think has done nothing by way of moving, but is having a dinner tonight in North Beach to. Uh, say it for well, the city. So I'm going to that. Well, that sounds lovely. We're in North Beach. A lovely little Mexican place called Don Pistos. I thought you were going to say Tacolicious. <laughs> it's around the corner from Tacolicious. It's called Don Pistos. <laughs> it is um, incredibly loud. So that's my negative about it. Yeah, it's like hard to hear yourself think, let alone someone else talking. Yeah, let alone someone who you're like, you know, it's like I know a couple people at this dinner. I don't know a lot of people. Um, and like, I don't think I'm hard of hearing. Maybe my hearing is like not what it used to be, but like, dear Lord, sometimes you're just like, I can't hear what these people are saying. And I can just sort of like make an approximation and smile and nod. And, um, yeah, I, I like, if, I don't, I feel like I remember very distinctly, like being like, I'm an old because this restaurant is too fucking loud, but some yeah. of these restaurants are too loud. They're just like, their acoustics are bad. They like have these nice big open spaces with like tile floor and like brick walls and you're like put a fucking rug somewhere I don't know (laughs) (laughs) but it's also I feel like it's for a long time I don't know maybe anymore but for a while it was like trendy to be loud like it was not only that but then they were playing loud music and like you know the bass was loud and you just like couldn't hear anything I was in a yoga class yesterday and straight up could not hear the teacher the music was so loud Ooh, just like, that's not okay, good. like if you you should know yourself well enough to know whether or not you can project over this or like maybe it's like something about her vocal register and like whatever music was on it just like yeah excuse me like i can't hear you and then i kept like sometimes i'm it's a it's like a thing that i do that i know is like not my most attractive quality but um like i will like wear that on my face if i like can't like if I'm like supposed to know what you're saying and like can't hear you, and then she'll be she's like I know, and like she was like trying to explain some maneuver, and also this teacher like mostly does acro yoga, so like I think her mind's like in a different place anyway. But whatever, separate note, not my favorite teacher. Um, and she she like I was clearly like making a face, which I shouldn't have been doing because that's you know class and I should be relaxed. Clearly making a face at her because I couldn't really hear what she was trying to explain to do, and then she was just like, 
I know, it's wild. Just bear with me. And I was like. You're like, not where my head was going. I'm just annoyed that I can't hear anything you're saying. And I actually don't even know where this is going. So I can't follow you because I'm clueless. I promise you I'm not going there with you. I promise (laughs) not. Like, whatever wild inversion you're about to do, I'm not going there. I'm like, fine, let you do it and sort of have a moment to be like, cool. But like, I'm not going. I'm not going there. I will stay in. I will stay comfortably in whatever you say to do. And then like, if you want to level up, one, maybe two, not ten. Not, no, we're not going there with you. I will wrap. I will bind. I will maybe lift a leg. I am not doing the whole nine yards. I might place my forehead on the mat yeah, to try exactly. to balance. But, like, we're not – there's no the, – the rest of it's not happening here. So, like, that's – which is fine with me. And I will watch you do it and think to myself, what a wonderful thing. <laughs> what a nice place you all went to without me. It's, like, also, like, yeah, sure, there's always, like, a couple people who can do it. And you're, like, you go, person. Yeah. Yay, good for you. Mm. Man, I haven't been to yoga in a long time. A long time. It's, I feel like you're in injury recovery zone. I know. I know. I actually went on a long walk with my friend Kat tonight. And by the end of it, I was like, this feels like it was a large mistake. Like it just every step hurts. And then I kind of change my gait and I'm like stepping on like the outside of my foot. So then the outside of my foot hurts more than anything. And I'm like, this was just like not a great idea. Um, Where... Okay, so let's lead into your update about your foot. What's happening? Well, it's not broken, so that's great. Um, Took some x-rays, didn't show any fractures or stress fractures or I don't know, whatever he was looking for. Although he was like, what? You have a question? Two questions. Uh, Was there a part of you that was like, just tell me it's fucking broken so that at least I know how to heal it? Or was yeah, like, like I like not to yeah. be all like, oh, I hope this injury is worse than it is, but at least like something like that, you're like, I get it, I see it, it's there. Yeah. I, it's like, I remember, like I've had sore throats before, and they're so painful that you're like, I almost want this to be strep because then they give you the medicine and it's gone in like three days, and it's a miserable three days, but at least it's gone. Yeah. Whereas like you can have some head colds that just last for like two weeks because you just don't get better for whatever reason. So, yeah, there was definitely part of me that was like, I just want it to be something you can diagnose. And I went in there and I was like, I feel like it might be a stress fracture, even though I have no idea what a stress fracture actually feels like. But this definitely feels more serious than any injury I've ever had. And it feels more bone than muscle, as far as you're able to tell that. I don't know. Um, But I was like, it's not swollen. It doesn't hurt to the touch. So, like, those two things are a little confusing. So we took x-rays and like looked around and like pressed on my foot and that didn't hurt. And he like looked at it and he was like, well, it doesn't look like it's broken because it would be more swollen. And then he was like, well, there's nothing I can really hang my hat on. But how about you try these inserts and like this little foot ankle sleeve thing and we'll do a checkup in two weeks. And I was like, okay, like I guess I'm glad it's not a stress fracture because that means... Maybe I'm only out for like two or three weeks instead of a set like eight to ten. But at the same time, like I have no idea what is actually going on. Right. And like also like with any of these things, I mean, I like had this hip thing since November and it comes and goes and like, yeah, you're still going to have eight to ten weeks. It's just like eight to ten weeks of confusion. And like, I don't, I still feel like if I'd gone to a doctor, they would have told me nothing. Like they would have just been like, I don't know. Like I would have gotten the same thing and I would have just done what I did, which was like nothing. Um, and (laughs) by that, I mean, by by nothing, I mean, not pray and wish and think. Yeah. Um, and like some days it hurts a lot and some days it doesn't. I just sort of like, that's just the life that I've gotten. It definitely is not nearly as bad as it was that like that two week period, I like couldn't sit down and that's better. But, um, uh, you know, I still like feel pain in it. So good luck with your life and have a pain in your foot. Ha, just Well, he is also, so he was like looking at these x-rays and I think it's really hard to see a stress fracture in an x-ray, but I'm going to trust that a foot and ankle doctor would have known what else to do if he thought it was a stress fracture. So I'm just going to leave that alone. Um, He looked at the x-rays for a couple minutes and he saw this like little bubble that seemed to be like right where my foot would crease when it bends, like on my ankle, but like the top of my foot. And he was like, oh, this is interesting. I don't have anything to compare this to, like, meaning I've never x-rayed your foot before. 
but I wonder if this has always been there, but it kind of looks like an arthritic development. And I was like, is, okay, is that a problem? Like, are you just going to start pointing out weird things about my feet and not tell me anything? Like, also, your feet are kind of ugly. So, like, maybe a pedicure. <laughs> You're like, cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, I haven't had a pedicure in a while. This is awkward. Didn't uh-huh. think about that. <laughs> yeah. But the last the last time I was injured, it was I, like, messed up my quad, which ended up pulling on my knee. So, I it felt like a knee injury, but it wasn't. Right. I waited two or three weeks before I went to a doctor, and I had a miserable, like, take three days off, try to run, take three days off, try to run. And every time I ran, it was super frustrating. And mostly because I would be able to go for about 20 or 25 minutes. And then like all of a sudden I couldn't run anymore. So then I'm like 25 minutes away from my house. I'm like, why do I keep doing this? Um, So then I eventually went to a doctor and he, or like a physical therapist and he made it better in like a week. So I wasted a month you know, so in this, with this case, I was like, I'm just going to go right away. And if he yeah. knows what it is, he knows what it is. And if he doesn't, then, like, I'm still kind of fucked. But oh, well. Um, so you're taking on swimming and rock climbing. and <laughs> Kimra was like, you're going to do a triathlon in, like, two seconds. I was like, girlfriend, let us not forget that my bike sat untouched in San Francisco for 14 months and did nothing but serve as a drying rack for my clothes. Yes. Let us not forget that. Not forget that. Um, but I'm glad that your swimming is coming along for you. I like um, uh, swimming. Of. The particular thing is stressful because you're like, like the passing people versus being passed is like slow lane versus fast lane, and like it's it is like it's a very, and then like there's like all these dudes who just like are in the where I swim they're in the fast lane but they pause every half lap for like there's like sprinting. Not even, not even swimming that fast when they swim fast. I'm like, okay, like, like this, this is such like a such a man thing to do. You're just like, okay, I get it. Like, but then they just like hang out in the deep end. Just like at the end, I'm like, are you going? Are you not going? And I didn't right. know. Like, I still don't know really what the etiquette is. Like, how do you gauge whether or not they're just waiting for the next person to get a little ahead, or if they're taking like a break, break, and you and you should just go ahead. I don't, I don't know. I'm still I'm still learning the like swimming circular etiquette and then there's this one guy i see all the time yeah. whenever that gets like there's usually three people in a lane no matter what time of day i go it seems there's always three people yeah, in a lane that's how it is that's how it is at this pool not at the other one in dc that i went to like three times for pool jogging not even for swimming but yeah this one is crowded all yeah the, the guy's like whenever they get down to two people he's like oh do you want to split the lane I'm like, okay, sure, whatever, but like, there's gonna be a third person that just comes in here, and then what, and that, and then we're just like, right. like we're not doing that, and like they they like yell at you if you get, if you're not doing the circular thing correctly. I know. Well, so the first time I went to this pool, I went with my friend Kate like once or twice, and then the first time I went on my own, and I didn't really know like what was happening. I got in, so I guess when I went with Kate, it was on a weekend, so it was like a little bit less crowded, like Saturday afternoon or something, but. I went and I was like, okay, I know that you can get three people in a lane. So I kind of stood on the edge and like waited for them to finish their lap. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I jump in? And the woman was like, so we're circling. And I was like, I I don't know what that means, but sure. Yep. That's what we're doing. So then she waits for the other woman to get there. And then we, she's like, we're circling. And then they start going. So I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're, we're circling. Got it. Okay. So like caught on to that pretty quickly. I'm usually the one who's taking a break, so I'm like, go ahead, go ahead. Like I tell people, yeah, right. You can, I'm you can go. Like, none of us have fucking earplugs in, although I would like to have earplugs in, but I don't. And um, yeah, I, in any event, I do really like it. It feels good. I like. Yeah. Uh, I feel a little bit like I'm in like the opening montage of a movie, which I sort of enjoy. You're sort of like, oh, the intense person like that swimming. Um, <laughs> I. Really, I've taken a few, like, when I'm in a weird space, I've taken a few leisurely backstroke laps, and I kind of wish I could do them more. I really enjoyed it, even though I'm I'm sure it's very lovely. I would look like a fool trying to do that, and I'd be, like, all over the place. This circling thing, that's not going to happen, no. Um, But uh, in any event, swimming is good. Um, (laughs) Swimming good. I will tell you after we record, I had lunch with Jacqueline today, speaking of rock climbing. (gasps) Yes, that's a good story. Um, yeah, so rock climbing is the other thing that I've, I was actually kind of nervous because I went rock climbing the day before I injured my foot and there was part of me initially that thought I may have screwed up something with my foot with those 
tiny shoes that don't actually fit your feet, but they're not supposed to fit your feet, so it's fine. We talked about this. Um, you what? We talked about that on this very podcast. Oh, we did? Okay. So I won't repeat that story. Um, so then I went climbing with Sarah on Sunday, and I was like, I'm not really sure I should be doing this because my foot still hurts, but it was totally fine. The problem was that we went bouldering, and then you jump off, or you fall, which I'm not going to do that. So you, like, either climb down if you can, or you jump off and, like, land on these cushiony mats, which is lovely, but, like, when your foot hurts, that's, like, a really terrible idea. Yeah, I, like, look at photos of it, and I, like, really am taking – I did some rock climbing – like, my high school summers, early, like, my early high school summers, I guess, up until junior year, maybe, when I started working, um, I did, like, not outward bound, but, like, outward bound-ish. Like, you do, like, two weeks yeah. of backpacking, and I did, like, like a week of rock climbing, and then, like, a week of kayaking. Sort of, like, instead of camp, you go do, like, outdoorsy shit. Yeah, that sounds uh, fun. Yeah, it was fun. Except for I had, I was, like, I was, like, weirdly homesick as a child. Despite the fact that, like, my home life was, like, not that great. But I didn't. <laughs> no, I, I would have, I would, like, I would go to soccer camps for a week and be, like, I can't wait to go home. Yeah, I was, like, my home sucks, but, like, I still, like, um. <laughs> I still want to be there. Um, it's my home. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I have, this, like, I have these, like, fairy memories of rock climbing in British Columbia. Well, on what I'm sure is, like, the easiest rock climbing in the fucking world. But, like, for whatever reason, I just remember being really scared by it. So, I like, have never really, like, gone back out there. Okay, that was real rock climbing. Yeah, it was real rock climbing. I do rock climbing on a wall where these holds have nice little dips for your fingers, and there's a thing you can stick your toes in. Yeah. And they're, like, nice and large. And then bouldering is just, like, me attempting to climb a, like, seven-foot wall and falling over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard maybe. Probably not. Yeah. Actual rock climbing is fun when you have a belay and you don't have to worry about how high you go unless you're scared of heights like me. Um, I will but... say, um, for the first time, I don't know, I mean, not for the first time ever, but, like, for the first time, like, cognitively, I, or cognizantly, I, um, so, like, for the month of January, I wrote down just, like, quick note of, like, of the workout I did every day, uh, like two two words like ran five miles where it's buried yeah um and so like in the month of january i took one day totally off i did four days of skiing so which i did not count in my tally and so i tallied up how much i spent on working out and so i'd like because i just do like random classes but i don't yeah. think that much about it which is not a great way to live but like i've always sort of done it that way and it's been like you know the one the months that I did CrossFit, you know how much it's like it was two hundred fifty dollars a month, and you're like that's a lot of money, but like right. ideally you go four or five times a week, and that's a lot of that like works out to a pretty decent for us. And like right. I don't know how I did it. I went to Barry's twice. Like I get I get shit understandably for like going to expensive classes. Fine, I did Barry's two times. I did Soul Cycle one time. I did yoga a bunch. It was $290. Oh, my God. Wow. It was So that's where that money goes. Yeah, I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I spent... So the pool, I think, is like $7 a pop unless you get a 10-class pack, which was maybe $50. It's the same as mine. Yeah, and then... I'm not even sure I counted that in my equation. Hold on. Wait, you continue. Swimming. <laughs> I mean, swimming um, is on the list. I don't know if I counted it when I was counting my uh, the money. Yeah. Continue on. Um, rock climbing is $25 a day if you're not a member. So here's where I may have messed up, but Mike wasn't with us on Sunday. It was just me and Sarah, so I didn't know what to... Or Sarah and I, so I didn't know what to do. Um... So I, I ended up buying like a seven pack for rock climbing, which means you pay for six times and you get the seventh one free basically is how it works out. Yeah. But so that was $150. But if we did a family membership for that rock climbing gym, it's 150 a month unlimited. That's pretty good. So like that's probably what I should have done. Okay, wait, hold on. I'm going to do this calculation one more time just to make sure I'm not crazy. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. 
120. I have questions for you when you're done, but I'm trying not to distract you. 120. Do 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 do. 190. 210. 230. 230. Yeah, same fucking thing. <laughs> 290. So was that mostly yoga? So I went to yoga. One, two, three. One. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Yeah, that's a lot. So eight times 20 a pop. Yeah. Um, what you should also do is include the Uber costs to get to and from these workout classes. Okay, I took zero Ubers to and from these workout classes. I walked. What? I walked. Whoa, Molly Goodson is turning a new leaf. I took zero. Well, like, yeah, I took I took zero Ubers to and from them. I maybe took I maybe drove to a couple of them. Um, oh yeah. I did not count the kettlebell class I took when that was free. It was the first class. So that doesn't count because it was free. Right, but I like, but it hypothetically I took one burn class. Anyway, this is not thrilling content, but like, in any event, it was more <laughs> money. I've always been like, why would I join Equinox? It's like two hundred fifty dollars a month. Like, I could just join Equinox. I just don't want to. Yeah. I mean, you like variety. So you spend that $290, but you're able to go do what you want at different studios. Whereas if you spent whatever, 200 or 250 at Equinox, whatever it is at this point, you would still want to go to Barry's. Like they have those types of classes, but I mean, it's I not the same. Yoga. I would still definitely go to yoga at the studio. Right. Also, that doesn't count the three days that I skied downhill. So. <laughs> Anyway, four days you were in Tahoe. <laughs> I my money and not exercise, but then I'm also like running. I don't know, whatever. I think maybe it's just like a just chalk it up to that's me. money well spent. Right? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you have the 290 bucks to spend on exercise, there are far worse things you could have spent that on. Less money on eating out or takeout food. I've been doing Hello Fresh because my friend works there. Oh really? Right tested. We we might need to talk about that. We had a lot of um, meal delivery bashing in our Sprite days. Well, mostly the ads, not the actual service. Yes. So um, a very good friend of mine started working for HelloFresh, and I was sort of like, eh, I'm not into this meal delivery thing. And because I had done Blue Apron back in the day, like back when it very started. Yeah. I'm an early adopter. I don't know if you know that about me. Um, Always. And yeah. uh, hated it. And Wait, why did you hate Blue Apron? It just fucking like took forever, and it was so complicated, and like blah, 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 blah. It honestly took like an hour and a half to make every single meal. And so my friend who started working with them in London, um, she sent me an email and was like, hey, like, will you just try this? She's like, you know, she works in the operation. She's like, will you try it and like give me honest feedback? Like here's a, you know, discount code, which is like the same as discount code and get anywhere. But she's like, try right. for a couple weeks, just like as a favor to me and like send me honest feedback about the experience. Like why you like it, why you don't like it. Whatever. So I've been doing it for like three weeks. I want to give it a chance to give her feedback. Do you have like one meal a week or a few? Is it every day? Three meals a week. It comes on. It's a little stressful because it comes on Tuesdays. And it actually, for me, for whatever reason, it comes very late on Tuesdays. So it didn't come last night until 8 p.m. And then oh, wow. because it's three meals, like it has for me, for my lifestyle, like it has to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Because usually yeah. on Saturdays I'm doing something. And then Sunday, like, a lot of the food's not meant to be kept there for a week. It's, like, already, like, pre-sliced. It's not pre-sliced, but it's, like, you know, it's, like, not meant to really keep for that long. It's meat. It's, there's, like, produce and stuff like that. Uh, so you're sort of, like, like tonight I'm not going to do it. I don't know what's going to happen with the food this week. I, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> could you make it for lunch instead of dinner, or are you, like, always out for lunch? I could. I could. The other thing is that, like, it is two people for dinner. Like, and Kel's away this right. week, so I'm, like, doing it solo – Anyway. And you have leftovers. Yeah. Um, maybe ideally you would have two meals per week. Uh, they're based out of London? Yeah, they're a London-based company. Um, I didn't know that. I mean, they have, like, fulfillment centers or whatever they call them. I think they're but, yeah. like, in different places. They're, they're not shipping the food from London every day? They're not. Um, All the way to San Francisco? That's why I got there so late. Uh, I got, but, so, it, it comes. And, like, here's the thing. Like, admittedly, we are people that cook sometimes and we you take out sometimes and yeah. it certainly has increased the amount of nights that we are cooking, but like I air quote cooking because it doesn't 
bring with it the satisfaction of cooking. And I can't quite put my finger on why, because like I'm following a recipe. They just have given me the ingredients and like in a lot of times it's more complicated things that I would do on my own. And like the outcomes taste good. Like they are good and they are like, you know, you see the ingredients, there's nothing bad in them. Like it's fine. They're like, they give you all the nutritional like facts about them. All of it should add up to a satisfying experience, but I like have a hard time putting my finger on why it doesn't. And at first I was like, okay, we have to cancel this. Like, and then last week Kel was like, why would you cancel it? He's like, it's like, it saves us money probably and take out it. Like we are cooking dinner more. The food is good. We like it. Like, why don't you like it? And I'm like trying to put my finger on why I haven't quite figured it out yet. I, like had this conversation. I, would, with Sarah, uh, I mean, I haven't tried. I've, never tried any of those services like i've never tried blue apron HelloFresh, no, nothing yeah we there was like a green kitchen or green chef or something like that in dc that these two guys started that they had us test like before we moved to california this was a long time ago and they deliver actual meals to your door like day of yeah and they're like ready to go and then some of them you can like reheat the next day or something and they were super good like gluten-free and paleo and you know all those things um, but I mean, my guess with Blue Apron or HelloFresh, if it's like not as satisfying, my guess would be for me, it would be like, it feels a little bit like an adult, like lunchable sort of like they give you all the things and you just are supposed to put it together and they're like, good job. Like you did it. It's not like the satisfaction of we have a CSA and they give us like random things every week and we have to figure out what to do with them. So it's like a little bit more rewarding because we like decided what to do with it, you yeah. know? I'm going to, I have a code for free box. If I send it to you, will you do it and tell me how you feel about it? Yes. Okay. Yes, I will. Like now we're doing free, we're doing free advertising for it. We're free, free, not so good. <laughs> didn't even advertising. sponsor the podcast. <laughs> for HelloFresh. Actually, I'll only do it if they sponsor the podcast. I will tell my friend. But, um. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to corner her about that. And she'll no, be like, how many listeners do you have? Yeah, I've been doing it. I, and like, I don't, it's like something shameful about it. Like I like last week, Carnet was over for lunch and I was like, I have to make this HelloFresh for us for lunch. And like, he was like, okay. And I was just like, this is embarrassing. Like you're someone who cooks so seriously. And like, here I am like, fine. but like, and he's right. like, he's like, whatever. He's like, this is good. Like it's a good lunch. Like what, you know? Yeah. It's like not bad food. No, I just. Molly, where are those Instagram photos? Why am I not seeing your HelloFresh plates. <laughs> yes, this is never Instagram. Um, but uh, yeah, I read an interesting article about like Instagram's, you know, like recent strategy. Oh yeah. And it sort of like talked. It 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 really played into my feelings about Instagram because um, they're like Instagram like started out. Well, it started out as like a you know just just photo filters. Um, right. And then like sort of like as they grew, they were like their sort of like ethos i think it's about like being like oh place for a beautiful photo like everyone's a photographer everyone can be a photographer right. like all of your photos can look beautiful and then it just like that sort of like became like the snake eating its own tail where everyone's like the pressure is now so great on every instagram photo that i don't do it anymore because it's like it has to be so beautiful i just like right like and that's when snapchat came in and cannibalized like the youths from them because the youths are like i want something where i can be I can just be me and be whatever and not stress about it and, like, not have, like, this fucking pressure. Like, Instagram's, like... Not have this history of photos that they apparently delete anyway. Right, but, like, just not, like, every photo doesn't have to be so great. Uh, and so now, with Instagram stories, Instagram is, like, retaking back the, like, the vibe of, like... And, like, the most popular Instagram accounts are these accounts that are just, like, literally stealing memes from other places anyway. Like, the comedy right. ones. And so they're like, all right, whatever. Like, we're whatever free-for-all just, like, thing. Like doesn't have to be beautiful you're not a photographer you're just a person share your life um yeah but it did i was like uh i was like i am totally that person who just like recoiled into myself like so scared to instagram anything ever i don't i don't think i ever felt that way but i definitely i've had multiple identity crises with my instagram because i like started it without realizing that it would ever be like a blog thing or a brand thing and so it was more of like just a fun personal thing for me for a while and then I was like oh this could be a fun like this is a brand thing that's how people are using it I guess that's what I should do and like I just I constantly like swing between those two sides of the pendulum of like 
this could be a brand thing for me, but it's more of my friends. But I don't know. There are like lots of random followers on here that like read my blog, you know, and it's not like I have a ton of followers by any means, but I am always sort of like, I don't really know why people would follow me because I post a like large mix of things. I would bet that you are in the top 10% of people who use Instagram or number of followers. Oh, uh, I don't think so. I do. I mean, maybe because I'm in, I'm in a circle of people who are in like the tens or twenties of like thousands of followers. Although I think a lot of them theory that they bought at least a few thousand. Right. But like, I think that even having a few thousand, like I think that the most, the vast people, that the number of people have like 20, like really. And like Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I like posting to Banana's account. It's, like, so low pressure. You do like posting to Banana's account. I love posting to her account. Look, we spend a lot of time together every day, okay? <laughs> she graduated last night, and they took these photos, and our heads are in none of them. I saw that you had a... Actually, I think my head might be in one, but Mike's is cut off in all of them. I like, so I was like, I'm not going to just post a photo of my face without his head. That seems, like, really vain. That was, like, an intentional thing that you um, cut your head. No, no, no. Our faces are actually not in that photo. That's very funny. Yeah. Um, well... We don't have to talk about Twitter tonight, which is just a segue from Instagram because uh, it's a really dark place. I quit Twitter. I quit Twitter uh, in a way that probably is confusing in that I deleted it from my phone and I don't go to my Twitter feed, but I will go to some people's Twitter feeds just to read like their Twitter feed what they've been tweeting. So you don't go to your home feed. I don't go to my home feed. I'll go to some people's Twitter feed. And then, like, I will... I have tweeted a couple times, but, like... (laughs) I like how you emphasized the past sense of tweet. Like, I will tweet, but, like, will not go to my Twitter feed. You don't want to see your home feed because you know it's going to be stressful. You know what I actually love about my home feed right now is that... The people who I like confuse me for a while because they continue to post these like seemingly useless to the world bits of information, and I will go no further in describing that. I, like I would get on Twitter and just be like, "How are you f- talking about this right now? Like, are you kidding me?" And so I have a tendency to just like go silent, yeah, and then I'm like, "Oh, I can't do this. I'm like starting a, a like practice. I have to be active in some way." And again, it's like same thing with Instagram. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Um, but Brit's feed brings me like little pockets of joy during the day because I'm like, oh, just like a, a five second break for pop culture, and I can just not think about Donald Trump for those five seconds. It's gonna be really nice. It's really hard to not think about Donald Trump. Right, but then everyone else I follow right now, like that's largely what they're talking about, as it should be. It's just hard to like consume so much of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a dark place. Um, I did enjoy that our, uh, We Rate Dogs pal, Brent. No, Brent is not him. Brent is the guy. I know it's not him. I know it's not him. But we don't know what his name is, so we just go with it. Okay. We can come up with another fake name for him, another alias. Um, but did you click on that link? I did click on that link. I like, he's like, he's like the, he's like the, the voice of the youth that we need. I know. So for so for the listeners who aren't seeing this link that we're clicking on, our continue on. We talk, yeah, we talk about the We Rate Dogs account every so often. He got himself in trouble a couple weeks ago with a large blogger, Deuce, aka Heather Armstrong. Um, But someone called him out for being politically biased. And then said, not that I agree or disagree, I just think since you aren't a political account, you should stay neutral, which is, like, some real bullshit. No one has to stay neutral. There is no space for us to be non-political. We all have to be political now. No. Everyone's political in some way, or they should be in some way, and have an opinion, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if I, Um, like, I have no opinion, I'm like, the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) I don't think that's possible. I'd rather you have an opinion I disagree with than say, I can't care about this right now. Right. I'm not sure I mean yeah. that sentence, but I will say it out loud. And I will... 
I will feel like I should mean that, but I don't know if I actually do. I know, I know. I had um, I met up with someone yesterday who I hadn't seen in a couple years, and she was like, "My goal right now is just to like befriend a few Trump supporters and really try to see where they're coming from." And I was like, "That's so um, noble of you." I that's not my goal yeah. right now. I empathetic. There's always room for empathy. Um, I I do think that. But the people who still support him in some way, I'm not sure I need to be friends with. I could try to understand them. Yes. I don't need to be friends with them. No, I agree. I can try to understand them. I also, like, I'm the opposite. I'd like to, like, find the underground resistance and, like... <laughs> and join that. I'm like a... Uh, you should start being, like, a communications consultant for all the alt Twitter accounts. I, mean, I know. I'm also, like, yeah, I'm like a, uh, like a late-coming Bernie bro, you know? Like, I'm like... <laughs> yeah. You're like, what do we? What can we do here? Um, what can that's, we do? A, that's a conversation for another time. Uh, okay. My dad just like sent me Good. this email about like, like he's gone full. I feel like he's like going underground and like is going to the distance. Um, do it, Doctor Goodson. We need you. Exactly. Uh, um. Well. Okay. So you're off Twitter. How did you find this Eli Whitney article that we will talk about? Um. Well, I got, I didn't go on Twitter today, but on Facebook, I was led to some tweets about uh, Donald Trump's, like, extremely despicable and, like, honestly laughable Black History Month speech. We were just like, what the okay. fuck is wrong? First of all, that wasn't really a speech. He was sitting at a table with people. Right. But, like, he, he happened was, to have been recorded at the time. But, like, he, like, for, he was, like, talking. He had a speech in front of him that he, like, wasn't reading coherently. No, he was, like, still talking about, like, the popular vote and, like, CNN. And you're, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And, like, Frederick Douglass as if he's, like, alive today. But, like, whatever. That's going to be, like, the oldest news ever by the time this is even published, like, tomorrow. But in any event. I know. <laughs> No, no one's talking about that anymore. It doesn't matter. Right. I got led to a BuzzFeed article, um, which was based around a tweet from a guy named Rembert Brown, who I've followed for a long time. Um, Bert and I used to call him fake Drake. Uh, I guess he looks a little bit like Drake, but he also has other things to his name. And he tweeted, like, hey, it's February 1st, Black History Month. Like, also today, like, obviously, like, Beyonce, the pregnancy announcements, was, like, all those, like, big things happening. Right. And he was, like, my, like, annual Black History Month reminder that Eli Whitney was not black. And I was, like, what? And yeah. apparently I was not the only person who was, like, hey, now. Because I don't, I mean, I can't, like, pinpoint you the day that a history teacher told me that Eli Whitney was black. But in the way that in my memory, like, if you would ask me on fucking Jeopardy or, like, whatever, like, what was Eli Whitney, the inventor of the cotton gins race? I was like, like race questions for 400, Alan. Who is Eli Whitney? Um, and <laughs> apparently that's not true. Apparently he's white. But like there is, it's not just me. There's like a vast conspiracy out there that it is being taught that he was black and he was not. And like this BuzzFeed article does not do an adequate job of explaining how this happened or where how we came to this. It does a little bit of, like, some people think that he maybe, like, Eli, the real Eli Whitney white guy stole the idea from, like, one of his slaves or something. Which, like, sure, maybe. But, like, I still don't feel like that's how it would have stuck in my mind if that had yeah. been was told to me. Right. Um, but it... Yeah, it I mean, well, so we probably should have recorded the, like actual reaction to this because you put that link in the notes I opened it and you said don't read it yet you asked if I thought Eli Whitney was white or black and I had to think about it for a minute I was like I'm not sure why I'm debating this like in my head he's black like I have I have like an image of him in my head from like a history book where he's black yeah apparently that image does not exist but like I it's weird it is a weird thing like when we get off this go ask Mike what he thinks well he's probably he can hear me right now i think but um i'm gonna ask him anyway he's he's certainly the history expert in this household right right. so that's interesting to hear and then you know i might text my family and like pull the pull the uh, new mexican audience um yeah so that baffled my mind a little bit um and then yeah so uh black history month psa eli whitney not black (laughs) And Beyonce's pregnant with twins. Beyonce's pregnant with twins. Donald Trump doesn't know uh, how to talk to black people. 
are about. Right. People, and maybe thinks that Frederick Douglass is a current person making great strides and getting recognized these days. God, when he was like, he was reading the speech from the table and he's like, we all recognize Dr. Martin Luther King. And he looks up for a second and then like looks back down at his notes and he's like, Junior. <laughs> he's like, he's like, whose bus was not stolen out of this room? Care about a lot. Great thing. Yeah. Love things. Valuable stuff. Love valuable stuff. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? The greatest. The greatest. Uh, um, but yes. Well, on kind of like a similar Black History Month note, I saw Hidden Figures, which was very lovely. I said we needed something lovely to talk about, and that movie was very lovely. I cried like three times. Um, I would like to see that. Maybe I'll see it this weekend. I you should. maybe I will go see that instead of watching the Super Bowl, which is like my pain. You're not gonna watch the Super Bowl. I like was invited to a party, and like I don't. No, I like it. Does like I don't know if I can go, and I know it sounds stupid. But, like I really don't know if I can go. Like I don't think that sounds stupid. I think that's like you standing up for your actual beliefs like, and your morals. Most of the people at the party will be like, "What are you talking about?" You just like don't want to have people shit talked about Tom Brady. And like I honestly don't care. Talk shit to me about Tom Brady, but like I just don't. I don't know. It just doesn't feel good. And, like I feel like if anything, I'll just like have it out at home and like be doing other things. And, like glance over bed. I'll glance. <laughs> reading twitter but not your feed or your home feed someone else's feed about twitter or about the the super bowl uh, don't read the hashtag that's always like the biggest headache i just like know that if the patriots win that like donald trump will be like great friend tom brady bob Kraft, bill belichick <laughs> best friends winners all winners love winners surround myself by winners great <laughs> america's winning again yeah. like no no but the falcons are also in america no but the patriots right american the Falcons owners actually like like and like vocally anti-Trump. So like, but it's like hard for me to root for the Falcons. I've been a Patriots fan all my life. I don't know. It's very hard. I'm having a very hard time. <laughs> like today, Bob Kraft, the Patriots owner, was like defending his Donald Trump love and was like, "When my wife died, Donald Trump called me every week for a year." And you're like, "Okay, that sounds like a nice thing to do." I don't care. He don't care. care. I no. you know irrelevant at this point in history exactly irrelevant <sighs> um i actually wanted to get your thoughts this kind of leads into under ink <laughs> under a new segment called inconvenient um i read an article about cheryl cheryl sandberg basically having nothing to say about uh, the election you know, or the march and like what's happening she did today for the first time oh the she article, did the article definitely is what made her uh that article was like, oh. that article was really interesting, and I thought well written. You probably the one by Sarah Lacey in um, yes. Hando. Um, on Hando, yeah. So Sarah Lacey, journalist, uh, wrote it, and I thought it was very well written and well said. And like, I do think that like the entirety of, I don't know, like I feel like the Facebook uh, executive committee or like the, you know like the the highest level of Facebook people are like iffy at best on these issues. And right. um, and all of the, all of tech. I mean, all of Silicon Valley. I mean, this whole like delete Uber thing. Like, it's just like people who are at, in that level of power. This sort of like new money thing. Like, they don't really know what to do because people look to them. Right. Like the old, really wealthy people who like live in East Coast cities who are like billionaires. Like, people don't look to them as much, or maybe they do, but like it's not as publicly like. What do you have to say about it on Twitter? Um, but I think I thought it was like straight up bullshit that like. Neither Mark Zuckerberg nor Sheryl Sandberg said anything about the women's marches, and I think there was, like, a conspiracy, maybe truth, that, like, they were, they were actively suppressed from the, like, trending topics feed. Um, but uh, Sheryl Sandberg, like, hadn't said anything, didn't say anything. Sarah Lacey wrote this article in Pando Daily, which is, like, really well written. And, like, uh, today Sheryl Sandberg wrote a thing about, like, her, you know, her, like, immigrant family and donated a million dollars to Planned Parenthood. Oh. So she listened. Yeah. Uh, she certainly, I think, she's like a very calculated woman um, who is dating another billionaire after her, the death of her husband, and I, I don't know what that guy's deal is. Uh, and uh, but I thought that that was like I thought that that Sarah Lacey article, which I don't mean you read it, probably you read it today or yesterday or something. I, um, um, yeah, yeah. Like, I, don't know, I thought it was well written and like true and like there's of all the women in tech, like, she is the most prominent, and people, for whatever, for better or for worse, like, you're, you should say something. It's not hard to say something. It's not hard to say, to fall on a political spectrum, but to say, like, 
wow, like what an incredible display of like whatever. You know, it's like it's just yeah. 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 Well, I mean, well, not, I mean only not only is she one of the most prominent women, women in tech, but she's, she's the, most the most vocal about women being in tech and like promoting their career and supporting other women and being vocal about women's issues. And then suddenly there's a huge women's march, and she's like, "Oh, it's not, it's not a good time, guys. It's not a good time." Yeah, um, that's garbage. But also, I mean, if I hadn't read that article, I guess being sort of removed from like the tech world right now, or feeling a little more removed from it. I'm not really sure I would have thought about the fact that she's been silent. You know, like, it's not like I had was sitting here wondering, like, where has Sheryl Sandberg been the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I'd, like, seen some, before I quit Twitter, uh, seen some definitely people being like, yo, Sheryl Sandberg, like, you haven't said a damn word since the election. Yeah, like, where you at, girl? girl and, like, when Donald Trump did have that, like, roundup of, of tech people, like, she was the one who went, not Mark Zuckerberg. Right. Uh, which, like... You know, whatever. A lot of people went to that, like, sure, go talk to somebody, blah, 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 blah. But, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, the whole Facebook thing with Peter Thiel and, like, the whole, it's, like, garbage. And... I did delete my Uber app tonight. I was like, I'm finally, I'm done with this. Yeah. Not only, like, not, largely not for political reasons, but for the, uh, we're going to track you for five minutes every time we drop you off. Like, I disabled the location services when they did that because I was like, that is some real creepy bullshit. But it is actually very annoying to have to type in, okay, total first world problem. It's to type in like the exact address of where you are. Like I'm at a restaurant and I want to go to a movie theater. I don't know the address of this restaurant. I just like showed up here, you know. So I'm like, you know what? I, I'm done. I'm going to download Lyft and do like this little silent protest by deleting the app and then deleting my account by emailing support. Also, I realized tonight, so I tried to, I like opened the app and thing pops up says like enable location services and i say no mm-hmm. and i can't go to my settings without enabling location services like i can't see anything other than a map or ordering a car without enabling them i didn't even know you could order a car without enabling them i thought it was like no you can you just have to type in exact addresses which is fine because i'm usually going home so i just type that in it's like where am i i'm like i don't know yeah I'll go figure that out. But like, yeah, um, like the like. If anything, like, fucking learn. The public's gonna hold you accountable, and like, right. If you you have to decide what you believe in and stand up for it and say something fast because like, Facebook and Twitter are not fucking waiting for you. They're just like, oh, oh, you're not saying anything. You're dead to us. <laughs> we got you. Got you. I can't do camera now. Lift. Coming. Oh my gosh. Um, all right, we can save my overserved for another time. I that's like a whole nother diatribe that I might go on and I'm I'm feeling like maybe that's not the vibe we need tonight, so um but I feel like now that you are in entrepreneur world, I feel like you should just give us an update on things every week. Every week? No, just Well, you know what I did today? Yeah. It took me five minutes to do this. I started an LLC by filing it online, and then I filed for my EIN, and I have literally been procrastinating doing that for two and a half months. Well, or no, two months. Two months. Let's focus on the positive. You did it. Congratulations, girl. And it was like five o'clock, and I was waiting for my friend, and I've had these eight tabs open on one window that I've just like minimalized for two months, and like I'll deal with that at some point when I have the mental energy to deal with it. And I finally was like, okay, let me read through this for a second. And I start reading through it, and I'm like, that's it? Yeah. I literally just have to come up with a name and put in my address and my social security number and my name and my credit card, and then I'm done? That's it? It was, like, incredibly easy, which I know differs state to state. But, yeah. But, uh, I mean, less than – it was, like, between five and ten minutes, and I was done. I was like, I can't believe this took me two months. What's not fucking embarrassing. Positive. Positive. You did it. You did it. I did it. It's done. Yeah. Um, so, February 1st, LLC now exists. Congratulations. What's that? Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. You know, I probably should have made that like a few years ago, but whatever. It's it exists now. Um, I also felt like there was something nice about like starting it at the first of the month. Like it will be very easy to like track my expenses this month and yeah, exactly. Be on top of my game. 
Exactly. That's the universe telling you why you did it this month. <laughs> yes, why you, exactly. Why you waited. Um, so yeah, that's going well. I wouldn't say January was like a thrilling month for me, but I definitely like, I did the business plan. I need to edit the business plan. I'll send it to you at some point. Um, and then I, I don't know if I talked about this last week. I may have, but I started like a mini mastermind group, which is like how they actually should function where it's like five people and we're, yeah. Um, so we're doing that and that's been super helpful. I mean, as I was like on this website being like, okay, I'm going to file the LLC right now. Like, what do I need to do? Or is there like something major that I'm missing? Like, oh, actually first you have to meet with a lawyer. Don't be an idiot. Like, which maybe I should have, but, um, they were like, no, it's actually pretty easy. You just do it online. It takes a few minutes, blah, blah, blah. And then one girl in New York was like, I had to run an ad in our local newspaper announcing that this business had been started for eight weeks. She's like, and that was a total, like, you just swallow the cost of this and you do it. I was like, that's fucking insane. I have yet to find anything similar to that that I have to do in Virginia. I've been reading a lot to make sure I didn't, like, miss something stupid. But, yeah, it seems like, you know, Virginia welcomes the small business owners. So here we are. Here we are. So that's this week. Yay. Um, I also put up the class last Friday that was, like, cooking-related. Yeah. Which no one signed up for. That's okay. Which I was like, you know what? There's a good reason for that because I never post recipes. I never talk about cooking. And it wouldn't literally make any sense for someone to be like, oh, cooking and Heather. Like, I put those two things together. So over the weekend, I was like, I should have put a lot more thought into that. And it doesn't make any sense. But I have other ideas for that class which we may discuss at another time. Yes. Um, let's wrap this up and have like a little offline discussion. Okay. <laughs> All right. Lovely, lovely chatting with you, Molly, and other people in the world. Positive. We've got some SoundCloud followers. Like we're, we're making it. This is, this is going to go somewhere. Um, we will catch y'all next week. Bye.